Hey, Neil Brennan here. If you're listening to the Champs, before we get started, here's some dates, uh, some shows we're going to be doing. Again, I'm going to be in Charlotte uh, the beginning of May, New Brunswick in April, and Baltimore in, let's say, June. Uh, this is your boy, Moshe Kasher. Fucks with me. Thank you for fucking with me. Uh, I'm coming to your town <laughs> <laughs> on my book tour, the Kasher and the Right Tour. Uh, please buy my book. It's it's out March 28th. I got at the Barnes & Noble at the Grove. I got a Fucks book reading. With them. Fucks with me. I'm at the book soup on the 30th, and I'm going Oakland, San Francisco, St. Louis, Bloomington, Oklahoma City, Austin, Texas, Seattle, Vancouver, Portland. I'm coming your way, so fucks with me. <laughs> www. Motioncasher.com at Motioncasher. Neil Brennan. Yo, 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 yo. Check this out. This is your number one <laughs> champ right here. Forget those nerds. They bunch of clowns. This is DJ Doug Pound. Straight up off the internet into your eardrums. Straight up, guys. Straight up. Oh, yeah. So I'll be at the Bridgetown Comedy Fest whenever that is. And our illustrious <laughs> guest this, uh, on April this 12th. episode. This is April 12th. The weekend of April 12th. Doug Pound will be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. And, of course, our illustrious guest, Mr. Hannibal Burris, is hey, going to be. I'll be at Laps in Kirkland March 30th and 31st and uh, at Caroline's April 12th through 15th in New York. Do it to it. If That's you haven't up. seen Hannibal, yeah. you must. And come see us too. Fox with us. Fox with us. Let's start the show. Now you're fucking with the champs. Now. Now. Great. Yeah. You're fucking with a champ. What is that music, Doug? Ladies and gentlemen. What did you what what get fucked with? People want to know. But, uh, I always Twitter back when they ask what the song's about. So you don't want to say. <laughs> Should we Twitter well, this you is, about um, it? This is. Um, <laughs> so I, I just tweeted you this check, question. Hey, this check your Covido Twitter. Covido de by Antoine Digby. <laughs> From Benin, <laughs> Africa. So. I thought that's what it was. Oh, this is Digbe? Yeah, look. It's I love D-O-U-G-B-E with the dash on it, so I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. No and what record's it on? Digbe. It's Legends of Benin. <laughs> we might as well not ask. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? Don't ask. Just that's I'll country. send you the link if you want. Is it what? It's a country, yeah. Yeah, it's a country. Benin? Yeah, Benin. it's in Africa. Country. Yeah, it is. It is. It, Benin? Yeah. I didn't know about that. I know all African countries. Pretty much all the African countries, too. All right, man. It's a country, yo. See? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. The laid-back voice you're listening you're hearing. Champ, the laid-back voice you're listening to, the guy who said us straight about Benin um, is a, you know what I'm saying? Is is a guy by the name of uh, the comedian. Dude. This He's is an up-and-comer. Come on, motherfucker. Let me do it. Uh, he's written uh, for Saturday Night Live. He's written for Thirty Rock. You've seen him on the Dave Letterman program. You've seen him on Comedy Central. All kinds of shit. Killer set on Letterman. Just great. Just a great comic and a great dude and a good friend of the of the show, uh, Mister. Animal. Yeah. Hey. And we just killed Hannibal. Um. So, how long have you known Han? Get up off Han. Uh, me and Han go back. Han? <laughs> I've never Han? called you Han. Han. Do people call you Han, Hannibal? You should go Han like Han Solo. That's kind of yeah. a cool it name. It's hot. Some people say Han or Han Man. Han that was Man. my first email at Hotmail, HanMan83. <laughs> Does that still work? Does that email uh, still hold up? It still holds up. I don't check it. It's lots of, lots of spam and invites Lots of spam rooms. on the Han Man? Yeah. Spam Man. You that know, if, if you do ever, if stand-up comedy doesn't quite work out, you could become the Han Man over at the Apollo Theater, and you could come out and take Say what? 
the yeah. stage. Yeah. That, just take people off the stage in a real calm way. I hate yeah. it. Man hits. We're going to ask you to leave. Hey, we will call security. It's not really working. You're not, you didn't connect with the audience. Man, this and, Apollo uh, experience is very different than I remember. It's not a big musical number. He just kind of yeah. comes out and talks. I'm so glad he, he didn't dance me off. No, he, he really explained. He talks you down. We're adults here. He's just a laid back dude. Honestly, the hand man is just a cool guy. He's a good dude. I don't know. When did we meet Hannibal? We met at like Bridgetown or something a few years ago. A couple years ago. But we didn't really become friend friends until uh, we went to uh, Australia together. Yeah, Australia. What are friends friends? Oh, oh, what did you call it? You called it... um, Oh, what? Eskimo Brothers. Eskimo. Oh, yeah. Eskimo Brothers. Eskimo Brothers. Uh, by the way, that's the uh, Blackwell. intern. That's Blackwell. Blackwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that Eskimo term, too. Eskimo Brothers. Is Doug, where do you know what it means? Yeah, that's when two, when uh, when you guys have had sex with the same girl. Right. Not I'll at the same time, but, like, you know, Unfortunately yeah. for Hannibal and I, uh, we became Eskimo Brothers very, very quickly. I mean, uh, <laughs> Way to cherry pick your friends, <laughs> At first, one day we weren't Eskimo brothers, and the next day we were Eskimo <laughs> brothers. Well, that, that's how it could have happened. Did Literally. Walk, wait, can so you walk us through it? Wait, did you both, like, have not sex the with, time, with the girl? Not at the same like, time. But, but, I, but, I mean, you were, you were not even half Eskimo brothers? Like, and then, what, you know what, what I'm saying? Like, no. you didn't have, neither you had sex with the girl. One day, then the next day, you both no, had, no, had no, sex no. with her. One day, one of us had had sex okay. with her. So you're half brother. And then the next, the next day, day, did the other one know that the other one had sex? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Moshe went first. Yeah. Oh. And then you went second. Yeah. All right. But well, it's not fair, Hannibal's fault. I could have went first, but I was right. I was sleepy and jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. so who she so we got there, man, and we were hanging out in Australia. And the truth is, I loved that trip, Hannibal, because, you know, uh, I never quite figured out. Uh, I never knew your groove exactly. Yeah. I was always like, yeah, like Hannibal's the type of friend that you have to kind of double dutch into. Like you got. Oh, fight. yeah. I you still don't know your groove. I mean, I kind of <laughs> know your groove. But you got to get on his really rope. Yeah, you got to get on his rope. Exactly. So I could never quite figure it out. And uh, so uh, we went there. And uh, the first night we got there, I mean, we all went out to eat. And Hannibal invited this girl who will remain nameless. Uh, Did she work? Where'd you meet her? We can't do too much information. All right. Surprise, motherfucker. She wasn't (laughs) the help. She was uh, sort of a, a peer. No. Gang bang my face. <laughs> I think you're pushing yes. it. Uh, she's going to hear this probably. Ow. Well, whatever. Keep talking. Yeah. Uh, so um, Let her know what how, what the pain she put you guys through. Yeah, you she did hurt us real bad. So, you know what? She was wearing this. I remember she was wearing this little denim mini skirt. And so I just was like, hmm. But then I was like, no, nah, no. Nah, Hannibal's fucking with her. You know, he, like he brought her out. Yeah. How many people were at the diner wherever you went? It was like five or six. There's a couple other people. It was uh, me, the girl, Moshe, and a couple other people. And then we ended up all walking back to the hotel. Right. And I was tired, and I was like, I'm so not I thought, really I thought you not. You just weren't tired, Moshe? No, no, no. Here's what went down. I was thinking, you know, Hannibal's walking her back to the hotel. This is, this is Hannibal, obviously. But then we got there, and Hannibal was like, all right, then, good night. Bye. See, I be thinking. Cause I, you know what I mean. See, I'd be She's like, bye. So she left, and then we went, and me and Hannibal went to our rooms. I was like, good night. So I thought, oh I cool, suck. Hannibal's not fucking with her. So I like hit her up on Facebook. Immediately. <laughs> 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 yeah, that night. Wait, was she like right there? She's like in the building, and you like hitting her she, up on Facebook. You went. So Hannibal goes up to his room, and then you're. I go down to my there with no. The, I go oh, to my you, room. And I like find her online. I friend request her, and I start IMing her. 
And then, um, and then she she's like, she co- comes back. She takes a cab back. Great. And uh, and I, I smashed. To, to me, this right at this moment, I'm acid like, facials. No big deal. Yes. I'm a little bit like weird because Hannibal did bring her around, but I just saw him say goodnight, so I was like, oh, he's not fucking with her. Right. But then, because <laughs> I the next beat day, uh, me and the girl hang out. She comes through, and there's no there's no <laughs> mention there's no mention what? of. <laughs> You didn't see him or nothing? I didn't see him. I didn't see him before or I didn't know. Or I, I might have saw him. He didn't tell me. <laughs> she didn't say anything. And then she uh, she was hanging out. And she gave me head the next <laughs> night. <laughs> and, then, and then the next night or the Spain, next day. Slapping, how did I find out? I forget how we both found out, but it was hilarious when. I walked into Hannibal's room and I go, I, somehow I knew. And I go. You We're fucking stupid cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, first of all, what was funny was we were both staying on the same floor. So this girl came to my room, fucked me, spent the night, fucked me, woke up the next morning, left my room, walked by Hannibal's room to get in yeah. the air, uh, to get in the elevator to Some leave. Real, real came Robert back the Altman next day, shit. looked at my door as she walked I by to go still suck Hannibal's dick. And I, so we were supposed to go get lunch, and I went into Hannibal's room, and Hannibal's like, you know, unaware, just doing his thing, and I was like, Hannibal. Um, I need to talk to you, man. I, uh, I just, I, I, can I ask you something, doctor? How did you know her? Just from, uh, shows in New York. So anyway, I said that to him and there was this real long pause, like, cause Hannibal's a dude with a lot of pauses and he, I was like, I fucked that girl. I feel weird. I didn't know you were fucking with her. I'm sorry. I just like, you know, and Hannibal goes, <laughs> And he starts laughing, that Hannibal laugh, and then that's when we really became friends, I felt like. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you getting real territorial. <laughs> no, that wasn't upset. It was just more funny, like, oh, man. Yeah, that's small crazy world. that that happened so, that night when I thought she had left. Yeah. So then we had to, like, go out onto the town, and we were out with Tom Segura walking to go get dinner and we like walk at edinburgh at the festival there's all the 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 australia Uh, wait this is australia it's australia i got edinburgh on the bread yeah in melbourne Melbourne, in melbourne australia all the fringe comics who aren't like book shows are out there like shilling like trying to get you to come to their show and we're all walking along and we had told uh tom the story and Tom was like laughing at us, and then we kind of we walked by, and we're like, oh, oh, we gotta go. We both like hid behind, the, <laughs> hid behind a sign. And Tom looked at her and he goes, "This is all I'll say." He goes, "Is that her?" <laughs> wow. We about chicks. Y'all about dudes. <laughs> so that'll, g- <laughs> that'll give you an idea. That gives you an idea of what was happening. Yeah. Wait, is but was, what, is, what does he mean by that? What she was you, not a looker? She was what? Not. I don't know. I'm just saying no, what but Tom what? said. I don't think she was a looker. Though. He was repulsed. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, and did you see, chicken head? You see her again? Uh, I never see her did. around again, yeah. I never oh, you still see her every once in a while? Not in a while, but no, there, yeah, in Australia a bunch, but not that often. Did she and, give uh, you any more head? Did she, Hannibal? No. She did, I didn't fuck with her either. I told her. I, I like, tried to, but, but, but it just didn't you, work out. I have a question. Is she, logistics. Is she Australian? No. Not Australian. No, she's Because I heard that girls in, in Australia are like. Easy? Yeah. It's true. 
Australia has some good people there. Yeah, some good people. I think I may know the person you're talking about. I, d- I doubt it very seriously. Okay. All right. Who do you think it is? That's some girl that I met. I like, hate when people you think it like her. you think they have all not the answers. From the, she's not from Australia. She's British. Oh, yeah. I said British to throw you off the scent, though. Oh, is that right? <laughs> but is she American? I mean, she's she's British. What are you doing out here, Han? Out here right you're, now. You kind of like live in New York professionally, right? I, yeah, I'm based in – yeah, I live in New York. I'm filming uh, the Eric Andre show out here right now for Adult Swim. That premieres May 20th on uh, on Adult Swim. And I'm I, working with Hannibal on that, and I get yeah. to see him every day. Yeah. How do you guys – do you guys ever, like – Share a lot of tension, friendship moments, or you guys Eskimo brothers? No, not yet. I'm working on it. Yeah, with who? Eric Andre. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Andre told me what that term meant, so he must be an Eskimo brother. Eric Andre, if you don't, if you're, he's been on the champs and he's a real dirtbag. He sure is. (laughs) We went to the same. Are you are you an Eskimo brother? If you went to the same rub map spot. (laughs) <laughs> You're an Eskimo yeah. stepbrother if you went that's to the same <laughs> spot. That's, that's, that's rough. That is ill. Uh, uh, but I did notice that Hannibal eats a lot of Chick-fil-A. And so we yeah, to and that. so I was getting mc- – they, they, the PA's uh, production assistants come up to me and ask, what do you want for, for uh, breakfast? And I was getting McDonald's, and then somebody said, you should try Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and then so I get Chick-fil-A. And so sometimes they kind of pressure me into Chick-fil-A. Like today <laughs> – they they came up and said, do you want anything? I said, no, I'm good. And the guy was like, you sure? And I was like, all right, give me some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> They're like push, Chick-fil-A pushers over there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And it's good, man. It's a good. Uh, I, I, I dated this girl from Atlanta who was really ardent about Chick-fil-A. She was like crazy for it. You, they're weird about it down there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like a, it's a matter Aziz of pride. Aziz is like crazy about it. Well, he's from the South. Yeah. Right. Is it because of that pickle flavor? I think it's just cause, No, it's just this is a good sandwich. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, all right, I can't get so deep into it. What, all right. Sandwich. So you're, you're out here and you're doing a pilot. Are you developing your own pilot also? I am developing my own pilot, but not right now. Well, sort of. I'm still. There's a lot of other bullshit happening with it. It good bullshit or just actual good bullshit? Good bullshit. Just uh, gotta write it. <laughs> oh, you gotta write it. <laughs> you st- have, you have to, to come up it. with the whole concept and write it. Write it. I have to write it and talk <laughs> to people. But I have to. I want to write it with somebody. So we're figuring out who I want to write it with. Walk people through your career. Just all right. So you started in Chicago yeah. in what year? I started in Chicago. Well, I started in my college town in '02. Performing. Where was your college town? Carbondale, Illinois. Oh yeah, Southern, Southern Illinois University. Southern My Illinois dad University. went there. And so I performed there, and I would perform in Chicago on breaks. Then left school, moved to Chicago, back home to Chicago in '04. Was doing open mics there. But what? I'm curious about before that. What kind of kid were you? I was just a. I don't know. I in high school, I I did a mixture of stuff. I was on the football team and debate. But different years. Um, where did you live in Chicago? West side of Chicago. Oh, deep west side. In like shitty neighborhood, middle class. Middle class. It w- it was a it was a neighborhood that was bordering the suburbs and the hood at the same right. time. So it was a mixture of both elements. All right. Well, this goes to my the thing I was bringing up. Did you fuck with white people at a young age? Uh, it wasn't. My neighborhood was all black, but I went to in, in seventh and eighth grade. I went to a 
school that was mixed. What are you what are you trying to get wow. at? Yeah. I say my theory is that most successful Barack dudes that I know had Did you just say Barack? They're no, you I didn't. I said, I said black dudes. Moshe hates I'll be them. honest. Sometimes that I wish I was true. black. Most successful black guys I know dealt with white people at a young age. Yeah. Meaning you just get it out of your... You'd say like, oh, they're not a big deal. Yeah. And and the, it like demystifies white people. No, those white people in my... In seventh and eighth grade, my some of my teachers were white in kindergarten to sixth and... And, and, yeah, I, and my, my... Everyone uh, what are you, met no, no, white no, no, people. No, no, no. But I'm... It's not... You're trying... We've proven this time after time... Week after week, oh, everyone no, I don't, has said. I'm not, I don't even have a problem with your theory. I, I, I just think it's weird. It makes you uncomfortable. It makes, it makes me uncomfortable when you go. Like, when you go. So were there white people around you? And they're like, well, I guess there are white people. Like, thank you, and no, that's no, why no. you're successful. Thank, thank you. It's because of me that you're successful. White people Seven make success. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> every person on here has gone to school. At, with white people, like predominantly white people, at yeah. a certain age. I mean, and, but don't act like it's not. It's it's not. It's highly relevant. You, I, all I'm Thank saying you. is, <laughs> it's highly relevant. And it I'm makes unco- you uncomfortable. What, what uh, makes on me a uncom- politi- on a politically down, correct. Folks. What makes me uncomfortable is you going. But where were the white people? And like there were white people. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The white people every were there. Every black person I know dealt with white people at a young age, and it's been confirmed just about every episode on this show. Yeah, and I'm it makes you okay. And every I don't have any problem with your weird right? race theory. I what, d- that white people run society? Can we agree on that, or you don't even like to admit that? I mean, sure. <laughs> well, maybe the president of the United States. Right. White people run society, <laughs> okay. and uh, black people are, are marginalized it and and ghettoized, and so they're brought into... When they when they get so they 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 start to imagine all these differences and then when they get brought in to situations where they interact with white people it's like oh this is so not a big deal I d- I'm, I don't have as much of a problem with your theory as much as your um, your obsession with proving it time and time again well I'm only the only reason I'm still hell bent on proving it is because you have a problem with the theory but oh, now no. maybe we have you have a problem with me needing to prove it uh, deep what do you think Hannibal about the theory uh, uh I, I think know. every black person in this country probably had some contact with white people. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. So no, I, it's you, an easy wrong. theory. You're wrong. I, it's there's an a lot easy of, theory. It's not you're like real white people, like real contact. Real white people? Like real contact. Define contact. Um, okay, school relations, business also, relations. Talking, it was the question was asked to him. No, yeah, but you know, I, you've had. A but aren't there? T- there's plenty of black people that just never fuck with white people. Yeah, but then that's also unsuccessful people that fuck with white people also. So I don't know if it is a the path to success. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, the yeah, Hannibal, but I'm saying no. But the road there, to but success more is paved with people. white white pelts. I believe that the road to success <laughs> is paved for white. I mean, it is for everybody. It is funny because I I meet too many white people and I, I actually talk about it in my set like it's too many white people in my life and I forget them. But I don't, I don't feel bad because my name is Hannibal, so they should remember me because I'm probably the only dude named Hannibal that they meet. And I, <laughs> they probably meet – I probably meet way more white people than they meet black people. Or Hannibals for <laughs> yeah, that. Right. And, and then, and yeah, and, then, and your name to make it, like, extra. Like, you – I meet, whatever, 30 white people a week while you might meet. Three. You you got to meet way more than thirty white people. Yeah, I was just being conservative. Yeah. You're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> you on Twitter and Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Is that short? Yeah. Yeah. Um, short, too short. Getting with the times. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I <didn't> caught up. <laughs> like, supposed to fuck with the. Is he coming on the show? He's no longer selling music out the trunk of his car. He's selling. Short. 
I have so many Too Short samples ready for Too Short. I went He's to a Too here. Short concert in New York about a month or two ago. And? And it was, uh, he had too many opening acts. It's about eight openers. So the show was too long. It was too long of a show. Uh, and it was funny because he, <laughs> he has all his misogynistic lyrics. He's like, yeah, fuck this bit. And I was with a girl, but I, I think his lyrics helped uh, break down her psyche and made it easier to What the fuck, bitch? Uh, <laughs> did you, did you see the video? Or spaz? <laughs> so she Both. she kind of loosened up after she's, she's like, just got she's hammered like, with a good dude. Hammered <laughs> with those misogynistic <laughs> lyrics for a couple no. hours. Uh, good. When did you feel? Were you good? I feel like you were probably good pretty early stand up, right? A few years in, I feel like I was doing all right. Maybe four years in, I started being and like doing all right and had a solid fifteen to twenty minutes that I really liked and a couple bits that I do stand up. And uh, I moved to New York in 06, and uh, it was it was an ill-advised move. I just moved without any money, but I ended up getting the Montreal Festival and uh, started getting TV credits from there and then left New York and got back to New York in 08. And then... Uh, what was your first TV credit? First TV credit was the Comedy Factory, this show in Holland. In, uh, uh-huh. Really? Rotterdam, Holland, yeah. In 06. And were you like, using that on the road as seen on the Comedy Factory nah, in Rotterdam? Nah, nah, nah. How, how much pussy were you getting off that? Uh, just, I mean, it must uh, have been all, of, all of it that I paid for in uh, in Holland. <laughs> I have, have you, I've never been to Holland. Yeah. So it's prostitutes in windows. Yeah. Uh, shoes in wooden But Rotterdam doesn't have that. Shoes. Just Amsterdam has But it, uh, it was, they put us up in, uh, in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Well, I went to Amsterdam afterward. It was a mess. I blacked out. Did you fuck with a hoe? Uh, several. It was a mess, dude. Take us through it. Uh, <laughs> Take was, us through it. It Take was us. funny. I mean, it, it, I, it was a few of them that I messed with, but it was funny. The Asian, none of the Asian. Massive facials. Yes. <laughs> none of the Asian hookers would fuck with me. Really? Like, I would too go up to that cool. They would just go, no. I would go up to them. Why not? Like, they, they, they say, no, too big, but that was just them trying to play me and flatter me, but it was just, I think it was just some racist shit. You know, you know what? You're a prostitute, and I'm walking away from this situation feeling horrible? Well, I wonder if, <laughs> if I could posit a very strange racist theory. If they thought that you might be African. And they yeah. were afraid of some HIV from <laughs> Africa. <laughs> I don't think. Wait, so what's your, wait, Moshe, what's your racist theory? What you think that's racist? I mean, <laughs> no, you no, know, that's a fucking no. That's pretty no. Africa no, is I don't rife with it, I HIV. Think it's racial, yeah, yeah. And immigrants to uh, to Holland and in Europe in general, there's tons and tons of African immigrants. So maybe yeah. that's what they were thinking. But I mean, I can't really imagine a prostitute being racist in terms of getting that money. But you know, actually, it was one time where it was black prostitutes that were raised because it was a, uh, it was these British dudes, and it was a, it was a two-story, like, place where there were there were whores because it's all around a red red light district. And then it was these guys I didn't even know, and they were like, "Come in here, let's fuck these whores." And uh, so I tried to go in, and then it was an African prostitute. She was like, "No, I don't, Damn, do, I don't bro. do black." Like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> a black what friend, a say? black friend of mine, had told me a similar story. Yeah. And then he had his white friend go try that. Who was not going to get a prostitute? Go to that same prostitute. She's like, Yeah, sure, come <laughs> in. He got it. The white guy got it. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't go in. He was just seeing if she would accept. So yeah. what do you think? Did you say anything to her? 
You just keep it moving. You can't really. I feel like the prostitution is more open. Like, I mean, just like, yeah, I got a fucking like what Eric was on now? here talking about hand jobs and Jim Jeffries talks uh, about going to prostitutes. and As opposed to when? I don't. In comedy, I don't remember people talking about going to. I guess Patrice and like Norton and all those guys went to on like a big. Norton Brazilian, talks about it the most. Yeah, big Brazilian. And I don't. I think girls kind of. I don't think it's a stigma, a stigmatized as much as you would think it would be. I think girls would be like, I would do that if I if I were a guy. I would like it to be stigmatized 100% less. The uh, you so you believe that prostitution should just be kind of legalized and oh 100%. I believe that. What do you think? You were a little bitch. <laughs> I think it needs to be um maybe legalized but kind of in a in a building. In one building, in a, in a like area, all of the hoses in the, in the area, because I can imagine why people would red light districts. People style. wouldn't, yeah. Oh, people uh-huh. wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that in front of my house. Even. Right. I'd be like, man, I fuck these hoes, but I don't want them in front of my house. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. yeah, they do it in Amsterdam. That's a good way to do it. Was this is where that goes down, and this is where we drink coffee. Yeah, but seriously, there should be a green meals. light district because, like, you see those weed shops by by where we work. Yeah, there's like a lot of riffraff over there. Keep oh, those right. Keep set, it moving, set like kids. legalize it, but put it in a space. I'm down not, to legalize not everywhere. Crack too. I'm down to legalize Why? everything. Just everything. No more. No more illegality to drugs. Why? Why have? Why should it be illegal? I agree too. Just because no? it's naughty. I mean, it's like right. all these all these. Well, no, they did studies. It's like if it's legal, it's like I'm not still not gonna do it. That's right. True, yeah. And yeah. it's like all these kids going to prison for 20 years because there's a law. It's like make the law different, then they don't go to prison. Who gives a shit? You <laughs> no, all, have you always whatever. been a quirky dude? What quirky? How? Just rhythm-wise, uh, talking-wise, like you're very comfortable with like long pauses. You'll you don't seem to have like a lot of social pressure to like entertain people or like ah, you're not like a hungry like uh you guys anybody need like you don't seem you don't feel a need which I find is the opposite of pretty much every comedian I know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I just been, I remember having sort of the same sort of speaking way and, and people commenting on it in high school, early in high school, like, dude, you just said that really coldly. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal, when you first got into stand-up, who did someone like inspire you? Were you like... Were you like into it? Were you like buying like records or like seeing shows? I started like buying. You into any when I, specific? When I first started doing uh, stand up, I started buying all of the Richard Pryor and uh, Richard Pryor and uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock. I started buying all of that stuff. What's funny is that my after I did about two sets of stand up, and I went to my my RA in, in college. And he was a good friend of mine, and I showed him my stand up. And then uh, he was like, yo, you need to listen to this dude. And I just, I'd only done stand-up two or three times. He said, you need to listen to this dude. You sound just like him. And then he uh, played me Mitch Hedberg shit. Oh, whoa. So you always were a quirky dude. Yeah. And so, but it was funny because he, like, this, he, it was somebody, and like now people always say that I sound like him. It's like people told me I sounded like him before. You even knew who he I was. I knew he was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think I should not be? Li- I mean, because at a certain point, Mitch was alive when you were doing it. Yeah, no, Did I you work- feel like let me not. You said you work with him. I worked with him one time. Oh, yeah. did you really? Yeah. Um, In Chicago, maybe it was maybe a couple months before he died. I just went 
up to uh, he was at Zany's and uh, shows were sold out. I wasn't really working Zany's yet. I was still I'd only been doing comedy three years, so I just went up to the to the green room. Which was obnoxious. This dude is a yeah. door deal, huge comic, selling out the show. And I, it's obnoxious to go up to the green room one, and I said, "Hey, uh, can you get me on the show?" Asked him <laughs> to get on the show. You asked Mitch to get on the asked show. Asked Mitch to get on and the did show. And did he did he know who you were? He didn't know. Nobody didn't know knew you who I was. Nobody you knew you were even at the club. At the club, they would let comics in to to hang out right. and watch at. Uh, at shows that weren't sold out, you could just sit right. in the back and watch a show as a comic. And if the show was sold out, then you could go to the headliner. That was <laughs> the deal. At the, I mean, you could just, I mean, they would just, and so I just went up there and I, I, and I said, can I get on? And he said, yeah, come by tomorrow because he has shows tomorrow. And he put me on and he put a few other people on that he didn't even know for five minutes. Strangers awesome. from Chicago on a sold out show. And did everybody do well? People did well, and I did really well. And he and he said, "All right, come back." And he he was doing the club downtown those two nights, and he was doing a club the club in the suburbs in Vernon Hills the next night. And he said, "Come do a set in Vernon Hills." And then him and his uh his wife Lynn they they paid me like twenty or forty bucks for that set that I did. I only did five minutes, and they told me to come back, and I did a set again the next night. Open the phone, and it did, and you were, it was good again. It was good again. I was only doing five or six minutes, and it was, it was like, and I didn't even, I didn't appreciate it until I started really working, yeah, as a stand-up. Well, you know a, what's funny now? Would you let? Have, has anyone done that to you where you're headlining? A stranger? Fuck no, I'm not letting a stranger go on. <laughs> I wouldn't let one either. Hell like, no. Go on. Yeah, no, I would be like, I wouldn't say get the fuck out of this. Yeah, but I'd like, nah. be like, nah, man. Uh, uh, and so then, but then it's like. Damn, this dude, and, and that makes me think about it when I say no to somebody. Yeah, and then you're like, like yo, you're Mitch not. was that generous with a, his sold out, a sold out crowd of just his fans. It wasn't just a club night. Yeah, he probably knew it he was couldn't all fail, people. even if the openers did bad. But it wasn't. I don't think it's it, not. A ma- it's, it's just a matter of sharing the time yeah. with people, and also like it's they just didn't, being it's a, a stranger. It's like, well, maybe he didn't have enough jokes, and he's like, okay, well, I can get five minutes down here. <laughs> no, he was just being. It wasn't any of that. He's parceling out some space. Just being a Dude, just it was a nice dude that you pinned up someone in front of a sold out whatever I don't know what they ticket was thirty dollars plus a two drink minimum right and you're like yeah I let a stranger go on hey yeah. club on to me you seem like a dude knows what's up on. <laughs> that's, that's some awesome cra- that's some crazy shit to say did it help you with the club tough. too yeah, it did that's how I started working the club because uh maybe because I, I would always come in and watch whoever the headliner was. I would try to come in once once a week just to watch and study whoever was coming in. And so there was one week while I was watching, and the middle act didn't show up. And so I was sitting there, and they saw me open up for Mitch. They was like, all right, Hannah, will you go on? And I went on. <laughs> and I went on and did well, and then they started booking me at the club. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, all right, so you were in Chicago for a couple of years. Yeah. So Mitch like Hedberg really kind of started your career. Was that the turning point? He, start, he got me working in my hometown, yeah, and at that club at Zany's. He did, wow. he did help me out there, yeah. Well, were you just on stage with some rapper? With uh, Gucci Mane. Can you take us through that, man? What happened? <laughs> Gucci Mane. How did that happen? Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane got Gucci an ice Mane. cream tattoo on his Gucci face. Gucci Mane. Uh, I went to the uh, the Gucci Mane show. It was sponsored by this this clothing store, The Hundreds, or clothing brand. And so I, I go in, and uh, 
it's the the stage is uh you know where the stage and then it's uh two vip balconies on either side of the stage and i was in the vip and i had a and i had a badge and i over on the other balcony opposite of where we were was uh like gucci Mane and his crew and soldier boy and some other people like the girl v nasty from Cree sean's crew right so was say, Sean there Krayshawn wasn't there. Uh-huh. So I think, okay, maybe I'll just go over there just to see if I can go over there because I got uh-huh. this back. So I go over there, and it's fine. I don't talk to anybody. I just go over there. And this is before Gucci Man is on stage. I, I asked Gucci Man. It was say, a Gucci Man concert. It was a Gucci Man concert. And he was just in the VIP. Yeah, he wasn't on yet. It was the But he was just one. hanging out. He was just hanging out. He was, like, eating wings and shit. You don't know him, Doug? Gucci Man? Gucci Mane. You know who he is. I know the name. I, right. I, you know, I'm not that familiar with his songs or whatever. And so he goes so he goes on and like and there's so many people on stage and I say maybe I can just walk on stage <laughs> at this Gucci Mane concert cuz I got my badge. And so I just walk up. It was a some it was like a small scuffle by the stage that kind of distracted security initially. So I I, I take that chance. You would drop the smoke bomb, correct? <laughs> like a fucking Batman villain. <laughs> And so I just walk on, and then nobody bothers me for a while. And so I'm just on stage, like bopping, as a, <laughs> like I'm part of the the honor rides and shit. Just on stage. I think that's unbelievable. One of the man. 25 other people that are on stage. I went to a Little Wayne show. He had so many dudes on stage with him that he had a red velvet rope set up for them to stand behind. <laughs> behind. Yes, yeah. a VIP on stage. Yes, because there were so many dudes, it would have just wow. been a mess <laughs> if he had contained Did he have an upper hierarchy of hype men that could come touch him and be around No, him? there was no one could come. It was like, it was the way you should do it, which is all like, right. all right, I get it. You want to be on stage, get a little ass, whatever you need to do. But the show looks really disorderly if we're all just standing and no one can see me. Right. So we had it like, you guys want heavier section it's way behind me right i'm gonna stay out here and rap the right. way people want <laughs> what is it with the entourage on stage you, man? yeah what do you, you what's you what do you think it is did you get some ass like with someone like hey you were that guy on stage i didn't get any ass, no he was like it, it, was, it was so much fun it was a lot of fun yeah i don't know what i mean it, it, you know what i think it's just it's just fun to be on stage while somebody's rapping Except there's always at every show, there's always that one weird white girl that jumps up on the stage and is like dancing very aggressively toward the band. Do you guys Chelsea know that? Peretti. <laughs> is that what it che- is? Che- I saw che- Chelsea's the first person I ever saw in a club like dancing like crazy. Oh, yeah. Chelsea can dance. Yeah, like, but like really aggressive in a non, like at an SNL party and uh-huh. she's like fucking in there, fucking doing the running man and shit. Um, the, uh, you know what's good about being on stage? It's just better than. Watching, and you know, you get to see the just watching the crowd, especially at a music show. From that perspective, it's just a, it's really different. It was fun, man. I would feel weird being on stage. I feel like kind of stupid. no, but the rapper wants to have support of their friends up there, right? Right, but why? Isn't that but part that, of it? I mean, it's I like here's my entourage. Look yeah. at that's part of their I, riches. I or it's not all rappers. Like yeah, they're like though. Like Jay Z doesn't do that. Good, but Jay Z does not need to do that. He has beans. Beans? He's Memphis Bleak. Wait, what, Memphis Bleak is something like one person. Are you talking about Beanie Siegel? Yeah. yeah. He's a rapper. Right. I, mean, but I think it's different. He's, he'll be at Jay-Z shows and like just kind of be around. Well, Beanie Siegel and Jay-Z aren't cool anymore. 
Like, oh, they're not. Oh, okay. you stupid. I'm thinking about hey, Memphis, Bleak. Memphis Bleak. But Memphis Bleak, I mean, but that's just. I mean, some rappers just. Have, I mean, it's different between having one dude and yeah. just twenty people just on yeah. switch bouncing. Would well, you, I think dudes don't strangers. want to say no. Well, whatever happened to the real hype man, the kind of flavor flavesque hype man? Now that would have been. There weren't that people, many. St- people still have that. Yeah. Where, I think that's that's more about breath control than it is about. Wait, breath control? What does that have to do with breath control? Well, if you they help you lot, with, with you punch, they finish a lot the, and you the lines. And oh, it, they and, finish it for and you. And they finish oh. it because it's tough to. It is right. tough to rap. Like you, I, I saw Eminem live, and you, I've heard you bad about, stuff about Eminem shows. Eminem show. I saw him at Bonnaroo, and it was a good show. He had two dramas, which was crazy. He yeah, had a like live that. band, and it was it was a, a good show. And then you get to see you think about his his rhyme patterns and how he raps, and you, yo, it's hard to yeah. rap like that. Oh yeah, but the it's thing really is, hard. and the breath control, like and. On the hip hop stage show is the, that's the weakest link of hip hop. It's the worst show. Uh, it's the weakest link of hip hop. Yeah, I mean the wor- only worse is electronica. I mean dance music is the worst thing to see live. It's awful. But most why most is it so? Cause well, I was no, I mean I was that's th- just like like a DJ or something. Like you just dance. You don't have to worry about the performer. Yeah, right. But it's. I think actually, I'd rather. I mean, as a performer, I think a DJ, a DJ is much more performative than a live electronica act. Oh, I see. Who would who would you categorize as live electronica? Uh, I mean, uh, just to give it for an example, there's like a, a Diplo. Well, no, no, but just no, but Diplo, d- Diplo plays re- music too. I, I saw mean, Girl Talk, and it was one of the most fun shows. I've Girl ever Talk seen. is, but these these are all he de- doesn't do anything. These are all though. DJs. I'm talking about like no, 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 yeah, I'm just trying because yeah, I was thinking of that. You saw I, the Crystal Method live or I Underworld mind. or or but Crystal uh, Method don't they have don't doesn't Daft Punk have a really good live show? Well, you just Crystal Method or Daft Punk? I mean, they all. I'm I'm saying, I think Daft Punk. I'm saying in general, I'm sure some of them do have good live shows. I mean, there are some good live electronic shows. There are some good live hip-hop shows. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I think both of those are very, are very weak. I've well, never seen a good live hip-hop. I've, ne- I've seen so few good live hip-hop shows. You don't like I've seeing people walk back and forth on the stage? Mm-hmm. Just Common puts on a good show. I think uh, Common, I saw, I saw Common and Ludacris. At the Who, who's your favorite, Hannibal? Well, when, when hip-hop has a live band... That that makes a, a really good show. So I've seen Wale with a live band a couple times, and it just adds a, another thing. Jay Z, because sometimes mm-hmm. the sound is horrible. So if you don't know, right. well, that's you, what I always find. The mix is so yeah. bad on the vocals, and it's just like I can't. It's just like yeah. <laughs> they get too many guys on the mic too. Yeah. Too many and guys on yeah. the mic. Yeah. All like so who's the best shows in hip hop? Uh, he just said one. Yeah, Wale. Wa- who's Wale? Wale is rapper DC, from DC. Is really good. Uh, Jay Z. I saw the uh, Watch the Throne tour. That was a really good tour. And they didn't have a live band. I've seen Kanye live. He's very good. Kanye at live. Um, um, uh, Day Law's a pretty good live show. Pretty good. Um, you know, Ugly Duckling for some back on some backpacker shit. Ugly Duckling is a good live show too. I don't even know about Ugly, Ugly Duckling. Yeah, they're good. They check them out. They're very good. But in general, I would say the hip hop live show is pretty weak. It's usually just a dude with a mic on da 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 da, and then the guy behind him goes da 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 da, and then he's got a towel, and then he drinks water, yeah. and he goes. Blah, 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 he throws blah. the water on the crowd. Throws the water on the crowd. I and mean, he points at a couple people. Yeah, I mean, in general, it's it, that's the weakest link. I like hip hop, if there's not a, it's just tough if people don't know the songs already, especially if it's just uh, the beat with no band. If they don't know the songs already, then it's harder. To connect, I yeah, Jay Z well, and Kanye are good because they have yeah. a lot of hits. I mean, we're Beastie missing Boys are really good too. Beastie Boys they are give great. A shit about mixing, but we're missing the the best. I mean, the best live show in hip hop is The Root. Have you ever seen The Root, Animal? I haven't seen the full live show. I saw them. Um, they had a Christmas party at Brooklyn Bowl. 
and they will they will plan, and then they will have a special guest. They had a a weird. They had Shaggy come up. <laughs> that must have been like Shaggy. a last minute. Was it me? Who it was, was good. The crowd went crazy. Patra performed. Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. That'd be fun. Uh, I'd love to see it. It was a fun show, but they didn't. It wasn't their full show. They had. Uh, they did a few shows. Well, that was a really fun event, though. All right. So, so then, so hey, I like you it. Wrote, talk, talk about working at Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock was. Uh, was fun. Oh, wait, no, you what did, did you SNL do for first? You I did, did SNL, SNL first. first. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, and tell yeah. us how it happened, too. So you were you'd done a couple of uh, spots. You came back in 2008. Then what happened? Then I, uh, on, uh, like, I want to say August 09, I got a call to do Fallon the day before because somebody fell out. You were going to do it anyway. <laughs> I, would, I submitted to do it. I probably would have done it in the next few right. months, but somebody fell out, and so they called me the next day and, uh, to do it. And then I, I did the set, and it went well. And I was like, okay, cool. This will help this gig I'm doing in Seattle. Maybe you sell a few tickets. Like, I was just happy that right. that, that spot went well. And uh, then a couple weeks later, I get a call to uh, meet with Seth Myers and uh, Steve Higgins. Oh, no shit. Uh, and they uh, at SNL, and then they, I met with them, and they offered me a gig right in the SNL. And did were you, did you feel like oh I can nail this shit, or were you just like all right? Did you think you were going to be on? Did you think were you excited? Is it something you wanted to do? It was something that I wanted to do that I didn't think I would be a part of. It was something like ah that would be cool, but I didn't think like you like hey, sketch I comedy. Like it. I do like sketch comedy. Yeah. Kind of tell, tell the listeners how much experience you had in sketch writing when you got hired at Saturday Night Live. When I got hired at Saturday Night Live, I was maybe a, a month out of just finishing a sketch writing course. <laughs> I think that's unbelievable, man. <laughs> at UCB? At the pit. Great. At the pit, People's Improv Theater in, uh, in New York. Did I people hate on you? Not to my face. No. Nobody say foul shit to your face. Did you? Were you the best sketch writer <laughs> in your class? <laughs> I was. I think I did have the craziest shit in the class. Not the best structure, but the right most inspired shit. The, the most weird, funny shit. How but many you, sketches did you have to submit for SNL like on a weekly basis? Like how did just, that work? Like one new, day, like Saturday, they get or Sunday they get together or something or Monday. As a new writer, they wanted you to submit at just one a week. That's what they said. Because okay. sometimes I would submit two, and then they just say, nah, we're not putting this one in the pack to get read through. Like, this, we're not reading They do a read-through. Every Tuesday they write. They stay up all night. And then Wednesday there's a read-through at, like, 3 in the afternoon. There's a read-through. And sometimes after you submit on you Tuesday did, you night. You just submit one? Yeah. I mean, you can submit three. Wait, but when you first... They don't. Ex- there's so many writers, Doug. They don't want to read through 75 sketches. Right. Like they just don't have time. So when you first walked in, though, um, tell. I mean, were you nervous? You like do what? Yeah, I was really nervous because you belong c- here. You come in a couple weeks early to write. You write commercial parodies. That's what uh-huh. you do. And so I was like really nervous. I was like, oh man, I gotta write the shit out of these commercial <clears throat> parodies. What am I going? What is my commercial parody gonna be? Mm-hmm. And there was nobody really guiding me either it was just hey you got this job it's saturday night live all right do it man what do you <laughs> mean what did they do sit you in an office do this it is basically yeah, who was your office mate i can't think of his name all right brian so perez brian okay. perez thank uh, god we got that out there <laughs> he was a funnier die guy and he was my office mate did you yeah. get any um any bits on i did i only got one or two sketches of my own on 
Uh, it was one on the Charles Barkley show, but I, and then I, I in the rewrites I got a lot of jokes on, oh, that's and I got a lot of jokes. And how, how do you get sketches. those? How do you, how do you like do? How do you punch up sketches like that? Well, you just it's just in a room reading through. Oh, so you just you chime in and on, say yeah, like the once they stuff. pick the sketches, they pick the sketches on Wednesday after they do the read through. They read through sixty of them. Yeah, Lauren and Seth and Higgins pick. Yeah, like ten sketches, and then on Thursday, Thursday and Friday they 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 break them up into two groups. The writers. And they punch it up like at a table. Yeah, so we, we just read through. We just read through the parts, and then we like and Seth or whoever's running the room will say, "Okay, we need to beat this line," and everybody will pitch. Whatever gets a big laugh, we'll get in. And so, what's odd though is they don't in. have to take the advice, right? They don't have to. If you write a sketch and it's at the rewrite table, and Seth and Mulaney runs a table now. Yeah. Uh, Seth runs a table and Mulaney runs a table, and if somebody pitches a joke. For let's say Moshe wrote a sketch, uh, and and they pitch a joke, you don't have to put it in your sketch. Mm-hmm. You can be like, eh. So right. you like the, you can veto anything. You can veto you're like it, the president but of the sketch. On yes, but on Saturday, if that shit bombs, it it's is. just not going to be on the show. Yeah. Ooh. So it's like, all right, so you. But I assume people are like, nah, yeah. I'm good. I'm gonna let it ride on this. Yeah, it's not a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, people let it ride, or you just saying stuff, or yeah. Sometimes people don't take it. Yeah. Did you find that? Uh, did you? I guess. How many? You, the two sketches you got on, were you like anybody fucking any ideas? Please tell me. No, people get. Uh, people pitched a bunch of stuff for for that sketch. Were you like, nope, nope? This is my pure vision. No, I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. Was uh, there anything that didn't make it on that you were like, man, that was good. I wish I made it. Make. There was a few things in mind that uh, anything that pop, anything popped to mind. It was this one sketch called Fedora Basketball, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 and it was like a, a basketball league, the NBA, but they had to where everybody was wearing fedoras, uh-huh. and besides scoring points, you had to also keep your fedora on. <laughs> and so, like, say somebody crossed you over, did a nasty crossover, and you got shook, and your fedora fell off. That was bad. That was horrible. And the coach be like, "God damn it, we're losing all our fedoras out there." Uh, that <laughs> Eric Andre. I remember. I remember. I I didn't know you wrote. I remember sketch uh, Seth telling me about that sketch and being like, "How the fuck are we supposed to shoot that? <laughs> like, what? Everybody's wearing fedoras and then they're running. It's a fucking. It's a three camera show. How the fuck are we gonna shoot a fucking fedora basketball? Yeah, that's what he, he did. Seth did tell me. He's like, "Yo, it's you, you're talking about three different setups. It's the <laughs> locker room. It's the court. <laughs> did but you can't? Were you like, well, can we? No, can't. I understood when he right. explained it to me. But when I was writing it, I wasn't thinking in that. I was just right. thinking of something. Did you eventually get to that place, like where you were like, "All right, I got to write a sketch that takes place in a room." That's the thing that people don't understand about SNL. That's so fucking hard. <laughs> is that whatever you write has to take place in a room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can't cut to any. That's why the, <laughs> the when they cut to those long exteriors on SNL, which yeah. people don't understand, is where it's like they'll be on like a seven-second shot of a yeah. school. It's so that they can move all the cameras to another uh-huh. room. Yeah. And people just think, like, oh, why are these fucking establishing shots so long? Uh, did you find yourself getting better? Like, you did you – two years you wrote there? Just one year. Okay. So by the end of it, were you like uh, – I, I – like if you d- if why didn't you get you went to Thirty Rock? You just decided you'd rather go to Thirty Rock. 
30 Rock Center office, so I just went to 30 Rock. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. And what was, did you feel more like confident when you walked in the office at 30 Rock than you did when you walked in the office at Saturday Night Live? No, not at all. Because at 30 Rock, they, when I got there, they had already been writing for a month or two. Right. So I walked into stuff. They were like, okay, here's the first three drafts of episodes. And. So it was really, it was really weird. So you just punched them up. You didn't really write scripts. You just kind of like. I helped on. I co-wrote the the uh, season finale, and uh, but in the in the beginning, I didn't know the language they were talking, or it was it was insane. English. <laughs> Hannibal. It was English. It was English, but it, it's just a different. No, I'm just fucking yeah, around. I know. I know you fucking around, but it's just a. Did they? And what's the process like? Because I don't even know that. What's the process like at Thirty Rock? Process yeah. at Thirty Rock is, um, people. Uh, you think of storylines and just different uh, stories for an episode. So everybody sits in a room and thinks of the the beats of the story, what characters are going to be in the story. And then so you get that, that basic framework. And then uh, somebody gets assigned that. And so somebody goes off, writes an outline. Goes off, literally goes home for Goes a week. home for a week and writes right. that episode, writes a draft of it. And then they bring it in, and then we all go through as a group and, and rewrite it, like, line by line. Is Lauren Michaels involved in that one? He's involved. Uh, he's involved in not, not heavily, Not, like, day to day. Yeah, not heavily. His not, name, like, as much as SNL? No, definitely not as much as SNL. Yeah, that's the other thing about Lauren. SNL is his show. Like, he created the show. So right. he's, like, if you ever watch the show on commercials, when they show the set, show you can see it. him standing in the middle of the set, like... Every sketch means <laughs> something to him, yeah. How old which I he? really like. Sixty something, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Sixties. Yeah. I guess would people get territorial about their scripts, or was it just like, uh, it's the best I could do uh, at, at Thirty Rock? It was like this is the best I can do. Just let's try to do our best. And, and nah, I think it was just. Well, I mean, everybody was in the room, so we would just pitch on it. So, right. You know what I mean? It would get better no matter what, even if, and it was stuff. That I I thought was I was like this script is good already, right? But then you know Robert Carlock, who's the executive producer over there, he's like, no, we got to go through this, and it, it's just different stuff that people would see because they been working there and working and writing longer, so they have the eye for stuff right. that I wouldn't see, and I, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I do see it like that. And do you feel like you're now that you're developing a show? Do you? I guess you're not writing day to day though, right? No, I'm not writing day to day, but. I w- I would. When I you do, do you feel like you'll draw from the Thirty Rock experience more? Yeah, I would definitely draw from the Thirty Rock experience more, especially if I if my show goes to series and then we have to do rewrites, and that's right. I know that process of what, you know, just what running a a writing room, how you how you should do it. And Carlock is just a good smart dude, right? Carlock is a smart, just genius dude, and yeah. everybody that was really funny and smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so then you you decided you decided like let me do less writing and get do more stand up. Yeah, I just wanted to. I, I uh, didn't want to do it another year. I, right. I enjoyed it, and they put me on camera a bunch. At SNL or on Thirty Rock? On Thirty Rock. And so I just wanted to focus on on stand up. Like Motion, what's your plan in terms of writing? Because whenever like the fact that Pete Holmes writes for. That he wrote for uh, that sitcom this year. I hate my I'm always daughter. curious about like what if you do you just do it for supplemental income or you do it for to kind of get in 
to oh, understand for it staffing more. on a show. The yeah. reason I would like to staff on a show is yeah to figure to get the education that Hannibal's talking about in order to develop my own shows. I, ju- I want right. to be a, I want to be selling my own shows. I mean, I already wrote the book, and that to me is the most challenging piece of writing I'll ever probably tackle. But yeah, I think that that was that's what it would be about. Would be about getting some of the mechanics. The I, mechanics. You've re- see, that's the thing is I don't necessarily think that I've never written a novel, but I feel like it may not be that hard. It no, it just may not be hard. It may not be harder than writing TV. TV writing TV is really hard. Oh, I believe it. It's just hard in a totally different way. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, my my book was 320 pages long and had to have a contiguous narrative that was interesting and intriguing from start to finish. No, I've read so books before. I understand what they're like. <laughs> oh, right. well, no, and I've met sarcastic people before, so I understand right. what you're doing. But <laughs> like, uh, so we're both on yeah, the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, you I'm asked me about uh, no, my yeah, writing thing, no. so I didn't. Uh, I mean, this the. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I knew that you had read books when you brought it up, but I was um, talking about my process of writing my. No, I. My but book. I'm saying, like, I understand, like, but uh-huh. it's 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 also hard in terms of like, r- it's gonna be it's hard in a different way. Though the book was the the book was hard to write, and I'm sure TV's yeah. hard to write, but they're just hard in different ways. I mean, right. I don't think I'll ever have a as challenging an, uh, a, proce- a process as writing that book. What was the learning curve on that? Was the drafts were the drafts. Uh, was your first draft? How would you do it? You'd do little sections and then give them to friends or what? I, I wrote. I started at the beginning and wrote to the end. I would try to write two pages every day, and and uh, it, that was it. I had no and direction. Did you, so you totally didn't. And you didn't. Uh, and then there, once you had however many pages, then you gave it to somebody. But once I finished it, I gave it to my. It was an autobiographical. It's autobiographical. How would you know you finished? I just knew. Autobiographical, right? Right. So did I you go like chronological? So you kind of like. You could be like, well, I got to start. I could do whatever I want. There were no rules. There's no writer's room. There's no head writer to tell me what to do either. So I didn't know what to do. No one said anything. They just said, you sold the book. Write a book. Did you write like the way you talk or was it like, I'm going to try and formalize this? No, I mean, I I tried to write what I tried to write. English, press one. I tried to write a proper book. I was very concerned with making sure that my book didn't turn out to be what uh, I've seen a lot of other stand-up books are, which is promotional literature for their stand-up comedy career. Take a shit books, you know what I mean? Right. A book you sit down and you read some chapters and there's no no heart to it. And did you, uh, how different was the first draft (laughs) from where you ended up? Uh, very, very different. There were severe changes. That the, the, the book that I turned into him, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of very drastic changes, too. And did you fight them? I didn't fight almost anything. I figured my, my thing with the book was that I was like, I've never written a book before. So I'm going to take the ed- – unless there's something I truly disagree with him on. I'm, I, you have to pick your battles with your editor, first of all, uh, because – you know, you can't just say no, 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 or the, the publishing company is going to be like this. They'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to pick your battles, and but I didn't really have very many battles. Everything I, I, eighty, ninety-five percent of the changes he suggested, I thought seriously about, and I thought he's been editing books for twenty years. I have never written a How book. How much before. percentage of the work went into the first draft? Meaning, like overall. How much of the first like draft? Like, was it like 70% of the work was just getting the first draft and then 30% rewrites? Or was it like... It was probably 60-40. 60-40 first draft First rewrites? draft and to rewrites, yeah. Oh, um, you should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> that's, uh, Doug. I don't... I, that's interesting. 
Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. If people listen to the show, I'm sure they want to know about the book. Right. I also want people to buy your book. I want people to buy my book, too, man. Um, I realized if every champ listener bought my book, I would have a bestseller, and I would be comfortable for the rest of my life. <laughs> so just yeah. think about that when and you're listening. Is yeah. that true? You'd become, would you really? Well, if every champ listener bought my book on day one, I would have a, a bestseller. Are you talking about the 400, like, are you talking about total or you're talking week to week? I think, well, how many times? A New York Times bestseller or a St. Petersburg's? But I'm all I'm saying is, <laughs> if if a certain very few, much lower amount than you think, if they bought my book on the day that it was released, I would have a bestseller. If I had a bestseller, I would have a career writing books. I would never have to worry about that again. Is it like? But is it actual numbers like off the shelf, or is it like how CDs work? I don't really know. To, to be perfectly honest, I don't know. I don't. Like, really so how many did Walmart buys, or is but, it like? But you get you become a bestseller with a lot fewer sales than a, a CD. Yeah, for example. Yeah, it's, it's like you could get 20,000 and it would be a bestseller, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that it's not like because they are 20 bucks a pop, so it is 25. Like, yeah, and then it's so you go, oh, it's 500 grand. I it, get that. It's like, like I get how 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 it's it's fairly lucrative. Hardback or paperback? I'm gonna copy. I'm copying the book, man. You're gonna get it. Yeah, I'm thanks, Hannibal. Uh, is it gonna be available digital, iPad, yeah, Kindle? Kindle? It's available. You know what I found out that was interesting is I I said to my agent, well, why don't we just sell it paperback because my fans are poor. I don't want them spending twenty five dollars. Yeah. And he was like, if we do paperback, straight to paperback, nobody will review it. Yeah. It's not respected. You're gonna do the audio book too? Like I already did it. Jesus, you got an audio book version? Yeah, man. Yeah. Wait, can you just like can you You can get a Grammy off that. I never won a Grammy. <laughs> you could find yeah. you could cop a Grammy. I doubt very much I'll win a Grammy. But um it's an honor to be nominated. Speaking Wait, of which, who Hannibal did the drops I, for that book? Uh <laughs> it was DJ. You should do a drop version, let me get in there. Yeah. It was another DJ. Sorry, dude. Uh, but Shit. actually, me and Hannibal were just recently, speaking of awards, were recently nominated. Oh, yeah, for you're the both nominated the for uh, the Comedy Awards 2012 Club Comic of the Year. Yeah. The Comedy Central. I saw that. Awards. I voted for you. Oh, for me? Oh, yeah. thanks. Right in front of Hannibal, you say that, too. <laughs> no, I think I, fit, I think I voted for both of you because you get to th yeah. vote for three people. Oh, really? You know, the thing is, though, we, we found out that the votes don't even matter. There's a, a, a judge. Is there's like an academy? It's like one guy that's. It's like, like if the Oscars had a website and you could vote for your favorite w uh, movie. But it wouldn't. Account. Well, Doug, did you vote? Are you a member of the thing? Uh, I, I'm. I, they, somebody emailed me and said, "Hey, we need more people to vote for this." And oh, oh, got it. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. maybe you are actually. A I'm in. It was like, yes. Yeah, Hannibal, you think you'll win? Me the form to email to. Vote uh, I don't know. I yeah, is there somebody the in the category that like will def? Is there like oh someone like is Louis not in it or like no 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 no, no one on that level. Mulaney is in it. Hannibal's in it. Uh, Amy Schumer, Jeselnik, Anthony Jeselnik, Kumail Nanjiani, Chelsea Peretti, myself, Ted Alexandro, and Rory, Rory Scovel. Is it, okay. an, is it an award show? Like, I yeah. guess so, it's yeah. It's an award show. It's an award show, yeah. It's the second one, yeah. But, but not all the nominees get – it's not quite at the level it could be at because – Wait, so you guys could be at, like, an award show, no, and you guys – you're going to be in that multi-cam grid saying. where it's like, no. wait, listen to what I'm saying. And the winner is – the, the yeah, before we get to that, I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> the good interviewer lets the other person talk and doesn't talk about themselves. Oh, shit. That Wait, was, that who's that shot fired on? You or me? Shots fired at you, Moses. You sure? Because he was trying to do a bit, and you kind of was like, no, that's not what's happening. <laughs> You're right. I was what's right funny is it's not quite at the level it could be at because only the winner is notified, and he's notified beforehand because only he is invited or she is invited to go. 
And so we're I, not all invited because they can't. I guess maybe they can't. Def- I don't even. Is know the why. winner like supposed to keep it a secret? Yeah. And be like, what, man? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Can you guys make a pact to thank each other though? If the other person they wins, can. they can't. They don't have to though. No. I will. No, I'll do. It I got no stakes. I thank. I thank you and say uh, what? Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for Melbourne. Thanks yeah. for Australia. Eskimo yeah, brothers. Crazy, yo! Congratulations. I think it would that. be amazing if it was like the Oscars, where like the one actor who is presenting the award goes up there and like basically gives everyone like sucks everyone's dick real quick. Oh, you know, I don't like, know these. Yo, you're the most. Y- you've seen those, like when it's like best actor, like and then they suck each other's dick. No, they don't. I mean, they verbally do that. Oh, okay, verbally, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They give everyone a little stroke real yeah, quick. Yeah, totally. Like oh, you were so amazing when you when you acted it, and they give him a little bio. Right. And they look him right in the eyes, and it's like really <laughs> weird and embarrassing. It's ter- It sucks. Sorry, Hannibal. Like yo, so like yo, Moshe. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see, I want to see Hannibal. Yo, do that bitch you do about your arm hair, son. <laughs> Touching. It, it wow. Keep going. Proud one, keep going. <laughs> but Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> when you dance, it's in aggressive. that one video on YouTube. At UCB in New York from years ago, I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Mulaney, the diner. I'm just referencing people's bit. <laughs> diner Tom Jones playing fucking Tom Jones over and over again. Wait, do it, do it again. Do what? Mulaney. To Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> to Mulaney. The diner Tom Jones bit. That was amazing. You crushed it, man. <laughs> Rory Scoville. That one time you opened your eyes real wide on stage. (laughs) (laughs) That was dope. You crushed that. And to everybody else, I appreciate your cadences. (laughs) (laughs) You just do two and then for the rest, just give a sweeping. They're giving me the light and they're not giving me the light. I got to go. They're telling me to wrap it up. That's my time. No, you can stretch. (laughs) Um, All right. So now you're on the road all the time. Yeah. And uh, how how you like it? I like it, man. It's, it's good to, to to work, and I just feel myself getting better at stand up, and uh, I enjoy. I mean, sometimes the travel is exhausting, but I like the fact that work is coming, and I and I take it. It's a Isn't that a funny thing about just like going to talk? Yeah. Like just Chappelle, I said like once said I'm I've talked my way into a fortune about yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. And I totally know what he means now. I don't not like I've talked my way into a fortune, but just the idea of like we're gonna fly you to fucking Iowa and you're gonna just talk for an hour. Yeah, that's and yeah. then you go, and which is kind of a it's a, it's not a dream come true, but it's that's it is relatively easy. It feels if sometimes it feels dirty. It's like for real college. Y'all want me to do this for that? All right, yeah, cool. but but. Not dirty, but I hear you. But also, no. It's like you guys are talented, comedic yeah. minds. It's like that's what it's about. It's about your mind. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're, you're yeah, performer. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's just a funny. It feels like once you've got an hour, once you know what you're doing, it's like right. not, you know, not like I know what I'm doing relative to a lot of people, but like I know what I'm doing relative to how much I knew before. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, this is fucking. This yeah, is like I do fun. hear you. Sometimes when I'm driving to a gig, I'll think about the lack of gear that I have. Yeah. It's just my body that I'm bringing. That's the show. You know, I think about bands going to their gigs with like fucking cargo vans full of drums and amps and, and bullshit. Do it every show, set up and break down every city. That'd yeah. be crazy. Be fucking crazy. And you're relying on four other dudes to, yeah, and city, the city, the city, the money. 
Splitting the money. Ugh. And also, yeah. Splitting the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a writing process in terms of your act? Or is it just whatever comes up? No, nah, I mean, it's just stuff that happens to me. And if, uh, and if my computer shuts down on a plane, if the battery runs out, then I get into a real writing zone. If you, and you think you just think, and, I, and I'm like, okay, I guess I got to. It's write because that. your computer shuts off. Yeah, because you weren't writing on the computer. You I wasn't writing. Shit on the I computer. was looking at uh, Justified on the computer, okay. and then it and it died. And uh, so, but then I and I, uh, yeah, like I just had a flight the other day when my computer died. So I was just like, okay, I need <laughs> like an hour. <laughs> I wrote a new hour of material. I wrote a lot. Of, I mean, I wrote a lot of things. I wrote a lot of stuff because I was just like, I guess I just got. You don't do SkyMall stuff. Don't do Sky Mall, man. Don't I don't, want, Sky I don't want any of that. But I'm also, I'm doing Sky Mall out. the uh, oh, Edinburgh bummer. Festival again this year. I did it last year, so I have to have a new hour going back. Oh, right. So that's in August. That's, uh, yeah, four months from now. So so I want, I'm like, okay, I got to write. So that's good motivation to, to write and not fail. Can't and you do you some old stuff, or do you have to do 100% new stuff? I mean, you, it's, just, it's just you want to have a it's fresh just, Yeah, thing. it's right. like it will not be respected. And yeah, and it's, it's a highly reviewed thing. So people are like, he did the thing yeah. last year. That's so crazy. Oh, it's unreasonable. Unreasonable. Yeah. unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, it's unreasonable. Yeah, but if you can do it. But no one it. can do it. None of them are as sharp as the American Oh, no. I, well, that's what I hear. I and hear it's like it's a new hour every year, and it's not And the stand-ups here that are doing an hour a year, their, their specials get decreasingly sharp every yeah. time they put one out. Yeah. So I think I think a, an hour you a year You hear that, Louis, Aziz, and Bill Burr? Welcome to the future. I'm not talking about any of them. No, I actually don't. I don't. Th- I I agree. I don't. I actually don't think those guys. I I haven't seen. I didn't see Louis' last special, and I didn't see Aziz's one just dropped today. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Billy's have been all really good. Right. Bilber. Um. So I'm with you. But I. It's still something to aspire to. Do you totally. feel like yeah, when you that. if you how much have you written of a new hour after since last whatever since I, shot, I just shot my in. I probably got a new. Uh. 20 or so right. from when I just shot mine in December. Yeah. Shot my special. Uh, so I knew 20 or so. And then are you, and you feel like you can get to. I feel like I can get to the hour in four months. Yeah. Do you have, are you going to be touring or are you just going to be. Yeah, like, I'm touring. You're just going to be living in, with dead batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm touring. I'm touring uh, pretty much up until then. Touring Correct. just heavily, man. Just working. Do you will you try new jokes on a Friday or Saturday? Uh, if I, if I could slip them in somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll try new stuff. But sometimes you just get into that rhythm where you don't even, you just that's that's the tough thing about trying new stuff. It's not trying it, but you get into that rhythm of where the to stuff do it. that kills. Yeah, and so it's just like, where do I? I don't even remember. I don't even, I don't even register this stuff because it doesn't come into my mind is something that gets hard laughs you know what i mean yeah right it's like i know this stuff works this works so where am i gonna throw in this thought have <laughs> right. you have you dropped the entire hour on the road i can't no i haven't dropped it on the road yet. it's hard man it it's just fucking yeah. hard i can't drop yeah. it on the road when i'm doing stuff for for, for work right like, you uh, have a club gigs. date yeah, it's yeah. like it's a saturday night yeah show. what are you gonna do when is your special air may 20th all right, so you got some time. You yeah, got, two got, more months. got two more months. And yeah. then are you hoping to have it, like, I won't do any of that material? I saw the special, by the way, and it's very, very good. Thank you, man. That's for the people. Watch it. Thank What's it going to be called? How'd you see it? 
uh, you know, just me and Hannibal have a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he you sent it my way. You don't want to say how you saw it? No, he sent it to me to, s- oh. to, uh, to for editing. Mm. Um, uh, it's, it has a dumb name. It's called Hannibal Burr's Animal Furnace. <laughs> <laughs> That's not much dumb. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Doug. That made me feel good about it. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited about it though. Just to put out an hour. Um, yeah, yeah. And what do you ex- do? You have expectations for it? Meaning, like, it, it's funny now. Like, there's. An, it used to be like, I'm gonna drop, bring the pain, yeah. and my life's gonna change. You know what I mean? And right. now it's just like, yeah, just fucking throw another log on the fire. But you know, no, I do have expectations for that night because actually the the eric andre show that i'm on that premieres the the, the special and the eric andre show premiere the same night oh wow that's Whoa. great uh, what a back d- accident uh accident on a different great. channels though on different channels at the same time no oh that's back to back special though. the special comes on and then the eric andre show comes on right after it so i think that's a i mean that's a good combination of things and i'm just hoping to maybe are you hoping to win the comedy award if that happens, that happens. If not, I mean, alongside I Moshe, I think that you. I'm not even. Tr- I'm winning that thing is the last thing on my mind. But I think that you have a lot of hype around you right now, like building up. And I think that when that special comes out, it will everybody. It will. It will shoot you to an. I. I. I have high expectations for your special. Can you I feel? Like do you feel really good hype? Can you feel like uh, there's a lot of? Do you feel people? Because if you don't know who Hannibal is, like you've gotten. You got a big endorsement from Chris Rock in in, a, in Esquire, and he posted your Letterman set on his Facebook, and like, yeah. and you're like a well, resp- you're arguably the most respected young comic around. Or, so, or certainly one. Or of yeah, them. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's what Definitely. I'm saying. Arguably. Yeah. Um, so, could you feel like, oh, this shit's like, I'm in a bit of like a uh, success montage right now. I could. Do you want to really believe this? You know, I could feel when I go to a city that I haven't been to and I just do like a music venue and a couple hundred people show up. Right. And I, I guess I'm like, okay, this is pretty, like I can feel that building where people are legit excited to, uh, to see, to see the stand up and they, they, and so that I, when that happens, I'm like, Oh shit. Like right. I've gone to a few places in Canada for the first time and it was sold out like 300 seats like last year, like Vancouver, Toronto, like oh man, like this is cool. I yeah, no, we did, and the, I we did the same show in Toronto, and I was. There's something about when people show up for you. Yeah, that's like wait, what? <laughs> like I just feel like there's some kind of mistake. Like, <laughs> wait, are you sure? Are you sure about this? Yeah, uh, that's great though. So then, do you, do you ever go to some clubs where it's just underwhelming, and you're like, compared to these fucking sold out shows, you're like, damn. Yeah, definitely. That just happened in Miami actually, but it filled in late. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago in Miami for the South Beach Comedy Festival, and I had a show where I was headlining, and people. It was half full when I started, but then in Miami is such a late town that people were coming in 40 minutes into the show. Right. <laughs> people kept coming in like you. I'm doing stuff that has callbacks. So now you're not uh-huh. even gonna get them. <laughs> you partying motherfucker! Yeah, you successful, yeah. sexy motherfucker. <laughs> but it just depends on the spot. So I'm just. I mean, I'm happy when people come out, and I'm just happy to work and just had opportunity. Because yeah. I'm still. I feel like even though I mean I put out stuff, but I f- still feel like I'm practicing, and people paying me to to really practice and work. Do you, out. What are you practicing for though? 
in your head. You know what I mean? Like, what are you? What just are, practicing to be a better, just still growing as a stand-up. Right. But I feel like I'm still. I'm only 29. So how I'm many still, hours do you think you will write before you die? Before I die? Because that's sometimes where I'm like, all right, I've written an hour. Now I have to write. Eight more hours and then yeah. I'll die. I never, I never even thought about how You're many. You're only going to for eight more years. That's a dreadful question. No, I'm not going to write. <laughs> I'm not going to write an hour. I don't. I doubt I'm going to write an hour. You're going to live for only sixteen more years. Uh, no, but I'll be off doing whatever. Uh-huh. Like Carlin wrote fucking twenty four hours. It's just something crazy. Right. Chris has written nine hours at this point. Right. Chris yeah. Rock or seven, between seven and depends. Yeah. So between seven and nine. So eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Uh, so, but I just wonder, like, how much? Right. It is like a fuck, man. Yeah, man. You you got thirty hours in you? But I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I I I'm doing lots of stand up now. I'm sure that'll slow down at some point when I, I want to focus on more writing TV. Well, I, Do I, you find uh, that you would rather write TV? Do you feel like, like, man, I w- I would like to. It, like Fuck, TV man. is more rewarding. No, I mean, I I think about TV and and getting my own show is something that'll be great to help fuel my stand up and bring right. people in in into my stand up. And I would I would like to do it and do it well. But that was like I'm a stand up first because that's what I started out doing. Right. So you uh, but you see it as like you would like to do TV. You know? I would like to do TV as a way to. Get pussy. Get. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And also not be on the road all the time. Right. And, and be able to pick my spots more on the road. That's what I want with books, man. I want a career in writing books so that I can have a thing where I don't have to worry about hustling. And I Do you have other, would you write more similar, more memoirs? Would I would you like to write. I have already have my next book ready. Yeah. I mean, it's not done, but it's already. Right, but you have ideas. And yeah, and it's a, it's fiction. Great. Yeah. It's about a guy, a young kid in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. has stroke problems. And <laughs> no, this is a fun, it'll be a fun book when I get it done. Then I actually have a book after that one r- ready. You got, it sounds young. like you got stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah, yeah young man. adult fiction. So you would like, yeah, that's, that's interesting because I never know what people, it's like TV is like a, I'm so new to stand up that I'm like, it's Jesus, do that. You write yeah. 20 hours and then you die. <laughs> Uh, but I guess it is like a means to it's weird because it's a means to an end you want to get more people to come see you yeah so you do a TV show so that more people will see you do stand up but it's like you could just do stand up and no. kind of do the same thing yeah this life is horrible being a comic just period being a human being yeah that's a tough one huh are it's you gonna just, be funny it's not the no. it's not great <laughs> it's alright <laughs> it's just a joke it's a little joke so uh yeah but that is a good question what's your what's what's where's Hannibal Burris at 20 years from now if your dreams are com- have come true what are you doing are you show running are you starring on TV are 20 you years star? from now I'm out of my white girl phase <laughs> and uh I've gotten uh, an Asian or a black woman and uh, we, uh, I'm. You've gotten a kidney from her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got the kidney donated. You're looking to get I'm into a, a, a different. I have a, I have a vegan lifestyle, a chill vegan lifestyle. Still doing stand up. Maybe have a show. Or, and, and, and also. All right, hold I mean, on. We're ramping down. You just. <laughs> I think at that point, I I want to <laughs> have a, a production company and and. 
helping develop other talent by the time mm-hmm. if, i mean if i'm 50 i want to be you know maybe scouting talent now say science develops a technology that lets us live to 500 years old yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do at age 300 at definitely age 300 what do you got <laughs> age 300 i'm gonna have the most awesome creative player on nba 2k whatever that game is oh you're 3K. gonna have a really highly developed player yeah on a video game Nice. By the time, I mean, you know, you're tired of doing shit by then. Right. Yeah. But the video games will probably I be I really want to live forever. Nobody else does, but I really don't want to die. Well, that's because you're very selfish and don't care about the people around you. Why? What does that have to do with it? <laughs> no, but what the argument <laughs> I is. I want to live forever. Oh, the argument always is it would be terrible to live forever because you just see all the people around you die. No, no, no. I, we all live forever. Oh, everyone lives yeah. forever. So yeah. no one else is born. But healthy, you can't make babies. Like uh, there would have to be a li- there'd have to be a cap on, on beer cap. I mean, for yeah. eventually you would, there would be so many people that you would. It's not you know people would be next to you. I mean, you, yeah. There's an infinite amount of people. <laughs> well, no. I mean, there would have to be a cap. Time. There couldn't be a cap. At a no, no. But I'm telling stop. you, there's. It's like China. Like you just can't. Oh, stop uh, you can only breeding. have one. Yeah. No breeding. Uh, yeah, you couldn't. We're at capacity now. Basically. We're beyond capacity now. Would right. You, would you want us living forever healthy or like actually aging? Uh, no, like uh, healthy. At what healthy. age do you stop I w- aging? I would be cool being 10 20. years ago. I would be cool being like 29. <laughs> 29 for the rest of your life. Just coasting 29. Right, so you never get any more uh, aged, but you do get the lessons mentally. Of course. Right. And yeah. is there a le- is there a statutory rape laws? <laughs> Good question. Uh, like that's true because you know because you, you wind up fucking everybody. <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, would, would that be like would that be like you can't fuck anybody under eighty? Right. I, who knows? Maybe you, know? you gotta go like 40, 40 years either way. And then seventy years. She's only seventy. So at you a mil- you think at a million yeah. you wouldn't be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, then I kill I'm, myself. I'm but it, it, but I don't. But I'm not. A million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I guess eventually I just be like, ah, eh, fuck it. But I don't see it as like a, I would just read or I would just do other shit. But you'd read every book though after a certain point. Wait, but your then mom I'd would be fuckable for your whole life. My mom yeah. wouldn't be fuckable. Yeah, she'd be I 29. Think, yeah. Oh, everyone's 29? I mean, what do so you mean? Your mom's your mom, but you I get to be 29? I wasn't thinking that clearly. Uh, but people can't I was thinking so. What? Can We're pitching a different like, version of that. Why can they go movie? backwards? This is the craziest universe ever. They age backwards now? No, no, I'm saying, like, everybody at 29, then everybody older than 29 just dies. Oh, you're saying everybody after you is dead. Um, yeah, like that. I feel like we pitched, we just pitched a different version of that movie in time. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. which is Logan's Run, Have which is a remake of basically Logan's Run. Oh, I was or it's Soylent Green kind of thing. What if everybody could die? <laughs> what if this podcast me? goes on forever? No, what if what if yeah, I could die? What if I How couldn't die? How long have we been recording right now? Don't worry about it. What if I, I mean, could die? Worry, what you, an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, what if I could die and nobody? Get your ass in the car, and nobody, <laughs> and nobody, Got or everybody pocket. else could die. Wait, what? Yeah, that's how it when is you right like, now. It's happening. Right, but I couldn't. W- that would be selfish of me to t- live forever. If you wanted to live forever, and and di- and didn't care about other people, I didn't say died. I don't care. No, but right. The idea is that you would. I mean, the joke that I made was the reason you want that is because you're selfish. That was just a joke. But uh, but the argument, the foil of living forever, is always that all of your loved ones will die around you. And then imagine being a hundred years old and you don't know anyone anymore. Well, we've talked about that before. I'm the youngest of ten. Everyone ostensibly is going to die before right. me anyway. So it's I mean, like imagine that. You're. Wait, but, yeah. but this is the idea. You're a hundred. 
right. everyone you know is dead. Right, the only people that you kind of know are maybe your grandkids, but you're not going to have grandkids. Right, you know, no, you literally know no one, and you're going to live for another thousand years. So you have to restart at that point, going like, oh, I guess I better go make some friends. Yeah. And then you fucking do it, and then they die, and then you go, right. oh, maybe <coughs> yeah, but you're friends. so fucking. But I'm then so you just deep. get so used to it, you're like, man, everybody's gonna, gonna be die. dead anyway. So hey. what the fuck? Yo, we I still get about. pussy though. Do I get pussy though? Yeah, yeah, I'll be dying like a motherfucker. Yo, humans be dying. Y'all be dying. I be living. This shit is weird. <laughs> but I'm used to it. Everybody be dying <laughs> in these streets. You get jaded. These like streets? Yeah. yeah. You think you be kind of hood, though? What do you want me to do with your After shit when you die? You I'm going to keep your shit. Get, get that. That's what I think about who's going to get all my shirts when I die. <laughs> Nobody, because by the time you die, your shirts will be out of style. Nah, man, I'm always had it. Nah, animal. man, you don't know about Hamlet shirt game. <laughs> I, I do got, actually know about Animal shirt games. Plus, shirt wearing an ACDC shirt right now. That's all. Awesome. No, it's not. It's a, it's a Arlington Draft House shirt. Oh shit! Yeah. Speaking of things that di- uh, die, my, my LA shirt game. Is oh no, that one up. still lives. I'm Arlington thinking Draft of the lake, the lake Shore, the lake. What's the Lake Shore Theater lake Shore in Chicago? Theater. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, are there any I other foils or positive things to living forever? Uh, you like? Why do, do you want to ev- live forever? Because I would. Because I feel like there's a lot of shit I would like to learn. Wouldn't it be cool, like, be a become a doctor and uh-huh. then fucking and then become a lawyer and then become a newscaster, just become a comedian, yeah. a director, like, just do you all don't this think shit. That at a certain people, the like the the bar would be like, hey. I know that you're here to get your law degree, but oh we, no no no! But Mojo, but, I'm not talking but, about everyone. But, but, but we know that you are a strange, eternal alien creature, and you can't practice law in the state of California. Yeah. We 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 know you've been around for 800 plus years. Uh, I I don't know. I, what I'm saying is, I would I would do online courses. I oh, guess? you do online courses. So you yeah. want to live forever <laughs> so that you can do online courses. Just if I ha- if if they're gonna stop no. me for being a fucking alien, then Phoenix, I guess I'll have to do online University? courses. If you had started with I'm a, that, I'm a phoenix. And I'm, I'm 800 years old. You did you? Yeah. If you had started with that, I would have understood it more. I wouldn't have said you were selfish. You would have said, "I want to live forever," and I would have started saying, "Because you're selfish." You say, because all I want truly is to be able to take online courses at the University of Phoenix yeah. forever. I would have been like, "Oh, I understand, Neil." That no, but I'm saying like I, I just there's shit I'd like to do, and I feel like I there just won't be time. Like I feel like I won't have not have read anything that I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm, it's already the point where I read like fucking two books a year. What about Casher and the Rye? Casher and Rye, you know I'm gonna fucking tear yeah, through that shit. With it. Uh, March 28th. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Like not on, on a sort of the same note, but not where I want to do a bunch of stuff. But that's a that's a good point. But I think about finger damn, fucking, oh, yeah, finger fucking, <laughs> how that would evolve. But also how uh, technology. What what is the stuff going to be two hundred years from now? It's impossible to imagine. And right? just knowing that I won't be able to get to see that, and then people like where if somebody yeah, hurt, that'll be that will bug the shit out of me. Yeah, because yeah. well, even th- if I died, I'd be like, fuck, they were coming up. Like just see what the like, iPod. iPad 5 You know what I mean Like It is like a real I feel like your goal Should be bigger For Live Forever Beyond the iPad 5 I mean just technology Oh cars Like what will cars be 200 years from now You know what I mean Dude What about the singularity Yeah What's happening Doug Just playing some music Uh. (laughs) 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 Doug wants to get out of here (laughs) Like you You saw uh, Yeah 
What do you? That's I believe. Like you. I believe. You're like yeah, that guy. No, Kurtzwell. I believe that that I believe that within I don't know how many years, but I believe that there will just be patches. Uh, for there'll just be patches in the brain, meaning like you can just get fixes. Oh, um, to fix things. Yeah, you can get sh- like override behavioral overrides. I think will be a big thing. Uh huh. Like just I don't want it will override the desire to eat cake. Will no. we ever be able to solve the technological problem of playing whispery disco music underneath the fame? podcast? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like still playing. You know, no, I, s- I stopped it. Um, Doug, do you want to live forever? Oh, my God. Yeah, there we go. There's the drop. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Doug, do you want to live forever? What? Do you want to live forever? I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to die, but, man, I don't want to probably not live. That sounds like you'd be trapped in a, in a mind. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be trapped. That fucking, I already feel trapped. It's, you know what I mean? I, don't, I wouldn't consider it a trap. It's like, I just, it feels like infinite. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucking with the champs. I hope you all live forever. And uh, come fuck with us on the road. Buy my book. Go see Hannibal. Yeah. Watch the Eric Andre program. Is it called, what's it called? The Eric Andre Show. On May 21st? May 20th. May 20th. And also watch Animal Furnace. Hannibal Burris, Animal Furnace. Um, on Comedy Central the same night. The same night, March May 20th. May 20th. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy night. You've been fucked with the champs. Good night. Good night. Play. <laughs> what do you want me to play? Play fucking fame again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played this. See, I play right on the chorus and Moshe talks over it. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. Play, play it. I understand. What do you t- why are you blaming me for you not having a song queued up? I'll play another song. Ladies and gentlemen, suck my dick. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Start it from the top. You've been fucking with the champs. I've been the one to partake.